When I was chaplain to a high school in Atlanta, Georgia, St. Pius X High School, our campus ministry team planned out a, a new type of pilgrimage, and it was titled Mass on the Mountain. We would take a whole class out and climb Stone Mountain. If you ever been to Atlanta, Georgia, it is a massive, massive rock. It's, you start at the bottom, all the way to the top, it's one mile walking, going up. Pure, solid granite. Parents were so involved, and when I arrived to school in my, uh, my hiking gear, I was amazed at the coolers, these massive coolers of water, tons of water. And on that, on that hike up, wherever I turned, there was always a bottle of water being pushed in front of me. Father, are you thirsty? Do you want some more water? And I said, no, I'm, gonna, I'm pretty good. I am, uh, I'm all good here, you know, and, just, and we just kept on going. And, we, you know, we could take, take for granted water, you know, maybe, you know, just open up our faucet, drinking a glass of water, right? And um, in some countries you can't do that. You open up the faucet and they say, do not drink the water. But imagine we did not have water. At our, we had to go dig for it, dig a well. The Israelites, as they walked in this desert, they were so thirsty. I don't think we understand what type of, that, type of thirst that is. Their lips were cracking. There were no rivers, no streams. Their complaints, however, began to flow like a mighty river. Why did you bring us out in this desert to die? We had everything we needed in Egypt, in that place of slavery. Why were they so quick to forget God's miracles, that, which they witnessed? They witnessed God parting the sea. They walked through the sea. So many things they received. All the plagues that they witnessed. Why were they so quick to forget? They lost faith. The miracles God performed in their lives did not translate into a faith-filled way of living. God performs miracles all the time in our life. All the time. Is it translated? If today you hear the voice of the Lord, harden not your hearts. What a beautiful response, Soriel song. Harden not your hearts. What's a surefire way of hardening our hearts? It's, it's complaining. And I am, can raise my hand. I will raise my hand. That's, I work on that a lot. I, I strive not to complain. It's, I don't know what it is. You're stuck in traffic. Darn it, there's always traffic. I get the red light. I always get red lights. I can, I can count like 20 red lights to one green light. It always happens. So it's, you know, those are just simple complaints, but we can go and we can go deeper if we want. It's, it's part of this, our fallen human nature. It's toxic. Complaining is toxic. It doesn't allow us to see God working. It doesn't allow us to see God's presence. There is this, um, but the Lord, the Lord, the Lord hears the cry of the poor 
And that's the cry of the poor is different from a complaint. A cry of the poor is, Lord, I have nowhere to turn. I turn to you. Help me. That's a cry of the poor. The, the complaint is, why did he bring us out here? Does, is he, God? he must not be God. That's a complaint. So God said, I've heard the cry. And he told Moses, therefore, to strike a rock. It's like, go squeeze water out of this rock. Are you kidding me? Are you serious? That's what he said. Moses had faith. His heart was not hardened. He went up to the rock. Boom! Broke it. And water. A river of water flowing from the rock. Which rock is often referred to in the Old Testament and in the New to God. I love Psalm 18.2. The Lord is my rock and my fortress, my deliverer, in whom I take refuge, my shield and the horn of my stronghold, of my salvation, my stronghold. And this miracle of the rock breaking and the river coming out is pointing to the New Testament. It's pointing to Jesus, our rock, and Jesus, who is going to be broken, his heart broken, pierced by a sword, and the rivers of water and blood flow out to create the church, to create the sacraments. He will, he will have to be struck down and broken. And this sacrifice, daily repeated here at the altar at Mass, and anyone who goes to daily Mass can tell you how their lives are different because they are they are there at the side of the altar every day, every week. To slake our thirst, our thirst for peace, for interior joy, Jesus always takes the first step. The Samaritan woman was thirsty. She had her bucket. But as we see in the miracle in this parable, well, it's kind of like even a parable, you could say, a lived out, you know, this experience, Christ is conveying a truth in this, and she had a raging thirst for purpose, for meaning, for truth. The Lord then asked that question. You know, well, I actually told her, you have five husbands. And it's interesting, why would he do that? Go call your husband. When I was in, uh, growing up, my brother, being five years older than me, so when I was around 10, he was bigger. Then when I turned 12, I was bigger. Um, he loved to wash my face in snow. You know what that is. Rust you down, they pin you down, you can't move and just do a whitewash. And we can think, why was Jesus, in a sense, washing her face with, this, with these sins? He's stating something that's important. He's stating that our hearts, in order to receive him, just need to turn to him and give up the attachments. You've had five. The one you have now is not your own. It's not your husband either. 
You could say then, there, there are actually seven people, I've read this as a beautiful commentary, seven people that entered this woman's life. If you go back in the, in the, um, the account of creation, six days of creation, the seventh day, God rested. So it's just a little, a little connection here. Jesus is the seventh person, man, but this is God, man, in her life. And that, that encounter with God, she rested in God. Jesus changed her life. So beautiful. The seventh day is Sunday. Thank you for being here. Thank you for coming. Thank Jesus today in Holy Communion for his love, for allowing himself to be broken for having the rivers of grace flow from his heart so that we could be like him, so that we may experience his love and in turn find peace in our hearts.